0: That new level, new devil is very true. Like if you're hitting a new limit, you're hitting a new level of success. And it usually means you're right on the precipice of something amazing. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 285. And today, let's talk about next level mindset and what it takes to stop comparing yourself and start being the best version of you. You're ready for this? Let's get started. Hey there, expertpreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson. Today, I wanna re-air an episode of Next Level Influence I did with my good friend, Samantha Riley. Uh, And this is a really, almost a personal conversation where we talk about the mindset shift we have to tap into in order to rise above all of this fear conditioning, anxiety producing, limiting thoughts that are so common as we grow. And there's this saying, next level new devil. And I truly, truly have felt this firsthand. And I know many of us do. One of the big triggers, I think, for so many people is the perfectly curated social media feeds that so many of us consume and binge and watch, whether it's like, watching these perfectly created TikToks and reels and feeling like, oh my God, I can never do that or not even having context for the fact that everybody's putting their best selves forward on social media. And very rarely are you getting the real story. And I think it's really important to keep what we see on social media, what we see from people's stages, what we hear in people's or read in people's emails or podcasts. Like This is a curated conversation. And very few people feel confident enough with their their downturns and their foibles and their failures to put that forward first. Some people do. I'm not sure I'm even comfortable with that all the time. Although I'm very happy to share lessons learned once I have have uh, completed ripping the bandaid off and feel healed enough to do it justice to share, uh, I I wanted to bring more conversation to our community about the very real struggles that many of us have, including me, around anxiety and around. Um, really like finding a way to thrive and recognize that there are lots of triggers, especially if you come from uh, unhealed trauma in your past. So I just want to put that out there, a little seed of what's coming in the future. I have a lot of stuff that I've been exploring around um, how mental health is playing out in the world of entrepreneurship. So more to come on that. But For today, this conversation that Samantha Riley and I had was really powerful. Uh, It actually left me feeling more empowered and I just think it's super valuable to recognize what we see out there is not our measure of success. We need to set our own measures of success and I hope today's conversation helps. Let's drop in. I'm sure you have heard the saying, new level, new devil. Well, it's pretty common for us entrepreneurs to experience challenging new fears and limiting beliefs at every new level of success we hit. But today, we're going to help you bust through those barriers so they don't hold you back and get you back to growth. Hi,
1: uh, welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Melanie, host of Amplify Your Success Podcast. And I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design Podcast. This is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process now melanie i think that we can often look at people's curated life and business you know we're looking on social media it all looks perfect and we can think they've got it all together and i think that there's a really real problem that we start comparing ourselves to where we think we should be and then we can get really really down on ourselves
0: you know i was just talking to another friend about this yesterday And it's so true. And I know in my own experience, and I think this comes up a lot too, there's this uh, idea of the upper limit problem that Gay Hendricks popularized in his book, uh, The Big Leap. And if you're not familiar with this term, it's basically as we evolve into new territory and we stretch outside our our comfort zones, it's very easy to self-sabotage and stall our growth as we hit these new levels, it's like new level, new devil, right? And I know personally, every time I have stretched, I get a whole new wave of fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, conflict, all of this stuff emerges. And if you buy into it, see, one of the things I know is like, you can make that your new story, or you can recognize, oh, I'm hitting an upper limit. This is not my truth. This is just something that happens. All the the junk starts to bubble up to the top, all of the things that feel disconnected or um, like they're remnants of the old way of being. So that new level new devil is very true. Like if you're hitting a new limit, you're hitting a new level of success. And it usually means you're right on the precipice of something amazing.
1: I think the most important thing that you said there, Melanie, and I really want to call it out is that it will happen 100%. And it's up to us to be responsible to take notice of that and do something about it. So it's not like, or maybe it will, or maybe it won't, it will happen. And it happens to everyone, but it's about noticing when it's happening so that we don't you know, you, you said self-sabotage and 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 stagnate our success. I've seen people have even go really backwards. So we've got the choice of either letting that happen or being resourceful and putting things in place so that we can move forward.
0: Hmm. And these episodes, we mean to keep them really short. So we're not going to go into the, like the deep, super deep dive here, but there are a few common things that Sam and I wanted to to talk about and kind of put on the table and, you know, like create a space of awareness and some vulnerability here that, and transparency, like uh, we are not immune to any of these things. Mm-hmm. Every high level person we've ever coached is bumping into these things. I have people who make multiple six and seven figures who come in saying, Oh, I heard that interview you did about imposter syndrome. <laughs> Can you help me break free of my imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not immune to it. It's just, we cultivate tools that help us navigate and move through these things. So we don't pitch a tent and camp there. Mm-hmm. But um, Sam, I think it'd be good to ta- start with limiting beliefs because we all have them. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones that I see coming up a lot are imposter syndrome, as I just mentioned, that idea that I can't possibly be good enough or qualified, or somebody's going to find out that I'm not who I say I am about something Mm -hmm. and causing us to hold back. But sometimes it's just like, I don't feel like I'm good enough to do this next thing, or Mm -hmm. I'm capable or ready to do this next thing. And people will, I've watched people literally talk themselves out of
1: taking that next level growth because they believe they're not capable. Absolutely. And I know that this is very prevalent. I know Australia and New Zealand. I've started to hear this term popping up a little bit more in the US. I'm not sure if you've heard it, but tall poppy syndrome where other people will cut you down. So you've got to be really aware that other people can be really holding you back as well and, and getting you, you know, if you get drawn into that, that's when this can happen. So you need to, to be really aware as well of blocking out that, that outside noise so let's unpack that a little bit
0: more for a second because imposter syndrome feel not feeling good enough all of the limiting beliefs at some point you have bought into a limit Mm -hmm. you are making up a story or you are buying into evidence like you're running around gathering evidence Mm -hmm. that um there is a limit to what you can have more of. There, there is a limit to what you can do next. There is a limit to your capacity. There's a limit to something that you are holding on to. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really helpful to recognize is we make those limits up. Yes. And, and yes, there are some finite limits. Like as of right now, we only have a li- we have a limit to time. <laughs> some people have a limit to the money that's in their bank account. Some people have, um, you know, like a physical limitation that, that is, you know, they believe is, is holding them back. But let me just explain that no matter what the limit is, and I know, you know, this, Sam and you live this too, we can shatter limits. You just have to decide what you want is important enough to not let the appearance of lack or limitation dictate the action you take or don't take.
1: Absolutely. So there's a couple of things that I'm going to speak to in what you just talked about. Number one is that bank of evidence that you mentioned. It's we have we are able to create that. So we can either choose to listen and create a bank of evidence of all of the things that are going wrong and why we can't go somewhere. Or we can build a bank of evidence as to why we can move forward and go to the next level. So we are totally in control of that. So that's the first thing. Um, And the second thing Uh, That you mentioned was right at the end there, and it's already gone out of my brain. (laughs) Well, while you recapture it, (laughs) I know I do that all the time. I'm like,
0: oh, I had a great idea. Really good, one. (laughs) All right. Is it back yet? No, you're going to have to go. All right. (laughs) While you're thinking, I was just a man, I was thinking one of the things I do when limiting belief has come up, because again, I am not immune to this. I lived the first. 30 years of my life in limits. And uh, my, my family's culture was to um, buy into limits. And so I had a lot of inner work to do to break free of limits. And one of the things that I did was I surrounded myself with people who operated outside of their limits. So I have an Australian friend, not Sam this time, a different Australian friend. And her motto is um, say yes uh, and even if it's crazy bacon, I have absolutely no idea how to do it. And then just like, she's just like, um, then I chew like a, a, a mofo is what she, she says, <laughs> to, to like figure out how to how to like eat the, the apple, right? Yep. And um, she's basically like saying, I, I don't have to know how to do something. I don't have to feel ready to do something, but if I know it's the right thing, I'm gonna claim it and then I'm gonna figure it out. And and I'm not will I'm willing to work as hard or do whatever I need to do to get there. So that's the idea. And I like surrounding myself with people like that, even if I'm not going to maybe be as outrageous or you know take some of the same risks that other people do, it reminds me we are limitless beings and we don't have to put limits on things if we really want them. Instead, decide that you want something and every day challenge yourself to say what do I need to do or how do I need to be different today so that is in a lot like I am aligned with that right now it is flowing in my life and I already have it
1: mm. the foot I do I've remembered what I wanted to go back to because you talked about a, uh, a lack of money and that holds mm. a lot of people back and something that I'm really really passionate about talking about with all of my clients is that yes that is a thing that sometimes we do have not as much money as we need to do something but if we're resourceful and if we really tap into our resourcefulness it's amazing what you can do so don't let that be the reason that you don't do something because there's always a way around and sometimes if you really tap into your resourcefulness you actually will get further forward than you would have if you had of just put the money into whatever that was in the first place
0: oh i love that you said that it's so true and if we try one of the things that i think is so valuable in this and that is If you are trying to solve new problems with old thinking, Mm -hmm. you're going to get old results.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So when you have never achieved something before, it causes you to have to think in completely new ways and access completely new resources, like you're saying, and it causes us to become a new, more empowered version of ourselves. So love that. Absolutely. Let's talk about internal conflict. Do you feel complete with limiting beliefs?
1: Absolutely. I was about to move into I, internal conflict too. So you and I are always on a very similar path. Always. always. <laughs> well, uh,
0: do you want to start this one? No, go for it, Melanie. Let me talk about what an internal conflict is. Uh, I am trained in neuro-linguistic programming, which is um, oftentimes referred to as NLP. And it's basically this the science that our neurons in our brain are wired together with behaviors that happen together or triggers and behaviors. So our our brain is a very, very powerful machine. And what I see happen for a lot of people is they are trying to get to that next level of success, the way they got to this level of success. And because it doesn't feel good anymore or it's not sustainable, or they can't see how to do more of what got them here, They tell themselves, I can't have this next level of success because I can't get there the way I know how to get there.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And so a conflict emerges. And what happens in this internal conflict is a part of your mind is at war with another part of your mind. I want more money, but I don't know how to get there. So I don't, or I want more time freedom, but I, I do want to keep growing money. And because I don't know how to work less to get where I want to go, I don't think it's possible. And so we literally sabotage our ability to achieve that thing. We want more of this is a very, very powerful state, because there are things you are ready to achieve. But because your mind can't lock into a better path, you are literally with the brakes on
1: Mm. in
0: your in your process. So you self sabotage and you limit yourself. Uh, I had a really fascinating experience of this. I used to teach mindset at a lot of events. Uh, and I was in a, a speaking from stage at an event one time, and I watched this woman start crying when I was talking about internal conflict. And so there was a Q and A part, and she said, "What happens if you know you have greater levels of business success? I can reach, but I don't want to not be a good mom and have time for my family." And so we unpacked that, and this was a very this is a very common one for a lot of mompreneurs and dadpreneurs is she said, I, I, I literally cannot work anymore as it is, and I don't want to sacrifice time with my family. Mm-hmm. She had wired together, I have to work more to make more. Mm-hmm. How many That's, people do we know, Sam, that are limiting say, themselves?
1: That is one of the biggest limiting beliefs that I hear. I wanted to share a story because I I can't remember where I heard this, and it was a really long time ago, but this really helped me to understand how our brain works and how it Um, can limit our actions and the story was about uh, you know imagine that you're you've put a document together and you're printing it out and you print out the piece of paper and you read it and you realize there's a mistake on the paper so you rub it out and you change it and then you press print again and it prints out with the mistake again and you're like whoa hang on a minute I just changed that and you rub it out and you change it again and you keep and you keep doing that but unless you change the document before you print it, it can't happen. And this is how our brain works, unless we really get to the root cause, um, and NLP is something that you use, I'm trained in hypnosis, very, you know, similar kind of thing, unless we really get to the root cause of that problem, it's just gonna keep repeating that same pattern. Mm.
0: I love that analogy, that's so good, it's, it's so true. Mm. You know, there's a lot of ways to resolve things like these internal conflicts, but it starts with, uh, oftentimes I have to help people shift from either or thinking to and thinking.
1: Oh my goodness. I love this one so much.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, it seems simple, you know, it's obviously logical. Oh, of course. And like, how do I have more time and more money? How do I just, but again, oftentimes we have to go into those, um, those areas of our mind and our and the limits that we've put on ourselves and unlock new new ways of thinking, new ideas and unprogram the the mindset that's keeping us locked in a certain pattern and recalibrate and program ourselves for the thing we do want. And so you kind of have to unlock some old beliefs, some childhood wounds,
1: the root cause mm-hmm. of why we're locking things in the way we are. Totally. That's the way I approach that one. Totally. Let's talk about, because you and I could talk about this probably for two days, not even all day, probably for two days. Maybe I a think, whole
0: workshop. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> um, can we talk about some of our examples of personal upper limits, but also um, what we do to write those, because I think that yes we're talking about being vulnerable here so i think that it would be really helpful for people to maybe hear some of our stories Mm. i love that
0: yeah let's do and and i i we're gonna hit the high notes obviously here because Mm -hmm. i teach a whole course on this (laughs) (laughs) do you want to go first sam or you want me to go first
1: no i can do this so i think when we you know at the beginning of the this conversation melanie you mentioned that we can hold ourselves back with with other people that we see you know the gurus but i've actually found that when there are people in my inner circle or people that are my friends people that i really respect i have noticed that i can or did often hold myself back because i didn't want to offend them or i didn't want to step on their Mm. toes and there was this one particular night, and I can remember it so distinctly, we were sitting outside of my balcony, him and I were talking, you know, we had a bottle of wine. um, And, you know, as we always do, we're talking about business. And he asked me, Hey, Sam, what do you got coming up? What are you working on? And I said, Oh, I've got this, this new idea for this new project. And, you know, it's ABC. And he just looked at me and he went, Oh, my goodness, I just had the same idea. And he's like, Oh, now this probably went deep because we were having a bottle of wine. He said to me, you know, when you tell me what you're doing, I always stop what I'm doing and change because I know that you're so good at what you do that I don't want to do it. And I looked at him and said, wow, because I do the same. When you tell me what you're working on, I think, well, this person is so much better than me. I will not do that project. So what we both discovered is we were both self-sabotaging ourselves because we didn't want to step on each other's toes and we had both thought that the other was more intelligent, you know better, I guess, as a coach. So what we both you know cheered on that night is that him being male, me being female, he's in a, um, a different um, age bracket to me. we both would be attracting very, very different people. And we would both be teaching in very very different ways so even if we did both have exactly the same um, product that would be so completely different and it, this stands out to me because it's something that i've always thought of since we are our own unique, we're very very unique beings we come from everything with our own experiences um, our our own you know human design, our own uniqueness. so we don't need to hold ourselves back. but it took that night to have that very deep conversation with a friend to to come to that place.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really pro- profound and, and I, I I've certainly hit those snags myself. We were talking about one of those earlier. and uh, so I think it's really healthy to give ourselves permission
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we don't have to compete. you know we can find our niche. And sometimes it's a place where collaboration emerges too, you know, just being upfront about it.
1: Not always. Right. Not everybody's like you and I are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, when we, when we were thinking about like what we we're going to share with our personal stories, I, you know, this has been probably the hardest thing I ever had to do was learn how to be an entrepreneur. You know, I, I always say there's three very painful and very profound personal growth programs we go into life, marriage, rearing children, having babies, and entrepreneurship. So (laughs) entrepreneurship has been a powerful teacher for me. And it has caused me to really learn a tremendous amount about myself and my frailties, as well as my, my, um, you know, my strengths. So one of the things that I really, really struggled with, and I still do from time to time, is um, this compelling, deeply intrinsic need to get things right. And I know it comes from a very painful past. I know it comes from, um, you know, childhood. And uh, I can see now with a very clear lens, all of the places in my life where my fear of not getting it right actually caused me to not do the thing that would have been better for me at the time or better you know in the in the bigger scheme of life but i i often attach my own personal worth to failures and if I don't get something right and it fails or at least my version of failure you know I can spin into a very dark place I've done that several times through the trajectory of my business so recognizing this mental shift of, they aren't personal failures, they are failed attempts
1: Mm. and
0: failed attempts are not something to personalize. They are a place to collect knowledge, to become stronger and to build resilience and knowing that, and, and, you know, sometimes it takes me a little bit to dust off and pick myself (laughs) back up and go again, but, you know, creating that reframe, which is one of the tools that I use and I teach is reframing things so that they're more empowering rather than disempowering.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's really, I love that story and thank you for sharing that Melanie, but it is very, um, I can't think of the word, but we really need to notice that these things are external, that we don't need to make them internal and that they're learnings, they're not personal failures. I love that so much. So what do you do, Melanie, to right your ship when these things happen or come up for you?
0: Well, I I will say I'm a huge fan of talk therapy (laughs) and not necessarily a therapist, but like talking to my inner circle who gets me (laughs) and can shine the light and go, hello, Melanie, that's just a blip, or I totally get it. I felt that too. But, but remember this, like, you know, when, and I would not tell just anybody Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling challenged by things, I'm very selective. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure it's somebody like you who will hold space and honor me and like, give me the space to work through it, but also point me in the right direction and not go into the deep, dark depth of the pain with me and leave me there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think not everybody is capable and also not everybody's safe. Like Mm -hmm. Sam, let's face it there are people who can sometimes use that information against you later and not meaning to be mean, but you know, not everybody's great at holding space and that that sanctity of, of, of confidence that we all need. So that's a big one. But you know, another thing that I've learned to do is to give myself some space, some space to take a breather, Get a new perspective um, to maybe sometimes I need to heal something that felt wounded in in whatever didn't go right or whatever's going sideways for me at the time, and not react but respond mm-hmm. with more power and more intentionality. Um, once I've given myself a little bit of space to process the situation, because mm-hmm. reacting, I found I would oftentimes make problems worse.
1: <laughs> not everybody can relate to that, right? What you're talking about. <laughs>
0: And part of it too, is just recalibrating the story that it's emerging for me, you know, like being aware like, Hey, you're not dropping into being a victim here. What do you need to learn? How do you need to grow? And what do you need to be willing to, to do to have the resilience to get back up and, and start again? So that's, Mm -hmm. that's one of the many tools in my toolbox.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I also tap into my inner circle a lot and I do want to reiterate what you said. I've got only got three people in my world, with you being one of them, Melanie, where I know that it's a very safe space, but some pe- someone that can be nurturing, but also go, all right, well, this is really what's going on. So, So be very selective of who you let into that really, really deep inner circle, because it needs to be safe so that you can be vulnerable enough to share really what's going on so um, that is definitely one for me Um, but i journal a lot i journal a lot because this really brings out what's inside and can really help you to work through things Um, and the other thing that i really tap into a lot is my tarot cards i'll pull cards and i'll often journal on what i pull as well and i do this because it helps you to get out of your head and sort of start to to see like what are those subconscious things that are really holding you back or you know that are really playing on messing with your mind so uh, i definitely do that as well hmm.
0: I love that. You, you've kind of reignited my, my joy of tarot cards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do the woo.
0: (laughs) Yes. The one woo on the woo-woo scale here. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I'm just realizing there's one other thing that I think really helps when we're kind of maybe spiraling the wrong direction in our mind is, to start gathering some evidence of what is working well in your life and what's working well in your business. So one of the ways I do that is I go and read my fan mail. So I am always thrilled when somebody takes a moment to share something that's been valuable to them, uh, or they post something in my Facebook group, or they, you know, have sent me a card or whatever, and I'll go read that. And it's in those moments, I reconnect back to my why. Mm-hmm. Why I was put here, the work, the impact I'm having on other people, and it, it's a huge paradigm shift for me in that moment. And it can kind mm. of snap me out of feeling bad about something. Going, oh yeah, okay, that's right. Dust off, and yeah. Let's do this again. You know. Yeah.
1: The other thing on top of that, and I really love that. I also take that a little bit further, and that I will often, when I'm in that space, reach out and let someone else what I think. Um, about them, you know, living that higher level, or letting them know that they are loved if they're going through a hard space, because when we lift others, we lift ourselves. So, you know, that's, that's creating this attitude of gratitude, I guess, um, which gets us back into a better space as well.
0: I love that.
1: Mm. Sam, let's share some resources. How can somebody take this to the next level with you? So I've got a free resource called unknown to stand out expert, because I'm a big believer that you can't be paid to be you unless people know who you are. So this is the five sta- uh, foundational principles to stand out and be known. And because we're talking about limiting beliefs, sometimes it's good just to have a checklist to follow. So you don't need to overthink things. So you can get a copy of that at Riley.global forward slash checklist. Melanie, what have you got to share today?
0: Well, I'm actually going to pivot a little bit from what I thought I was going to share today. And because we've talked so much about mindset, um, a lot of people don't know I wrote a book on mindset. It's called Rewired for Wealth. It's rewiredforwealth.com. And if this is some stuff that's up for you, it might help to have some better tools in your toolbox to recognize what some of your, what I call your money DNA blueprints are. What are the blueprints that kind of dictate the way your mind works around money and success from a programming place, not from a place of where you want to go next. And just recognizing those blueprints can give you a lot of power to shift into a blueprint that is more aligned with what you do want. And so it's a $20 ebook and an audio that goes with it. And if that resonates for you, rewiredforwealth.com is where you can find it.
1: I love that so much. I also really love this topic, Melanie. And if you are loving these tips and want to make sure that you stay connected with both Melanie and myself, please follow both of us on this platform that you're watching this on now, because we do these uh, these live streams every two weeks and we don't want you to miss out. So be sure to also tag a friend that you think would benefit from this conversation. And drop a comment below. Tell us what you learned today. What stood out for you or how would you like to add to this conversation? Melanie, it's been great to catch you again on the show.
0: I'm always loving the conversations around mindset and next level influence. So we'll see you guys next week.